How is it going, everybody? It's Thursday night, 8 p.m. You know what that means. It's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we are back again to talk all about, let's see, we had a money in the bank this week. We had a first loss in almost four years and talks about the grandest stage of them all, possibly even going overseas. We're going to get into all that and who knows what else over the next hour. Buckle in, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Everybody, welcome to your big old belt wrestling podcast, season three, episode 23. This week, for another fine Thursday night to be talking wrestling with all you fine folks out there. Hope you're doing well. Hope the week hasn't been too crazy with the fourth of July. It's kind of got me in a time warp with being off work and then on work, and then now almost the weekend again. It's all over the place, but. We're here. It's Thursday night, as it always is, to talk some wrestling with the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Across from me at the top of the screen, we got Silly Sellis here tonight and the giant crab Jamal down at the bottom. How is it going, gentlemen? Can't do that at all. Cool, cool, cool. Holiday week, kind of a all over the place week. But let's, let's, I guess, let's rewind to start the week because for a lot of us in wrestling, Watching the wrestling this week. It all started, I would say, this Saturday over in London for Money in the Bank for uh, the latest WWE uh, premium live event, as they call them these days. And honestly, I guess going into it, Money in the Bank is one of those shows to me that has rarely been like an outright bad show it's more one of those like you know like the royal rumble kind of you know it's always going to have some fun on it it's never going to be outright horrible horrible for the whole show and money in the bank has kind of always fallen under that heading to me where it's like eh, some are better than others but it's rare i can think of there's been a money in the bank where i've been like oh that was just bad so and they've been on a roll lately so stuff has been good you know they've been the, the shows have been consistently pretty damn solid most of this year from wwe and if anything, I'd say Money in the Bank kind of uh, it kept up the momentum. It definitely uh, hit another, uh, you know, at least a triple, if not a full on home run, I guess, depending on what analogy you want to use. But I thought it was a really damn strong show from beginning to end. And, you know, hey, as we always like to say on here, love those uh, afternoon start times. So I think that that probably gets you on base just to begin with, with the afternoon start times these days on these wrestling shows. But um. I was really into it. I had a good damn time last Saturday watching it. And uh, I guess I'll go first. I'm going to throw out, you know, we'll do the usual kind of our, our highlights of the show are like, you know, what things jumped out at us. 
and I'm going to avoid the end of the show because I think that's a whole other topic <laughs> in and of itself. So I'm going to go with the women's money in the bank. Mm. It was personally for me this year. We talked last week going into it. Uh, Jamal saw it on paper and was like, you know, I think that could be the kind of the match of the show. They could really go any direction with it. There's a lot of different stuff they could do. And lo and behold, I thought the ladies stole the damn show as far as like for the, an entire match beginning to end. And then the cherry on top for me personally, the finish I thought was one of the most damn creative things I've seen in a long damn time in a gimmick match. But that would be my, my number one going in, looking back on it is that that damn women's match just, I was smiling at the end of it with that damn creative finish. They did with the handcuffs and uh, Becky and Bailey and EO sky. So Silly Sellis, let's go to you so tonight. Two things I'm going to say to you on your opening, which I love. The one, when you said rewind, that made me think about Ghost Rider, for those that know. Great reference for that one. And then secondly, on, for Krabby, I think Krabby might give this a ground rule double, maybe, as, as his rating. But we'll see. I mean, I like a triple, though. But I, I we'll see what Krabby says on his rating. Um, but one of the things that stuck out to me, and I, I'll go in reverse. The woman, I'll give you that, was a great uh, match itself for the women's Money in the Bank. I'm going to give it to the men's side. Um, having that open the show, I was a little bit nervous. I said, man, you want to put this on first at a 3 o'clock prime time? I mean, it's not in the middle. It's not before the main event, or you didn't save it for the main event. But it did set the tone for the rest of the show. It was a great pa- uh, appetizer, if you want to say. It was a great palate filler until you got to your later main event. Um, it was a great from start to finish. And it was great to start to finish because it teased certain spots. It had great athletic spots. And it got a chance for each one of those members in the match to shine. Um, I, 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 was, I, I loved everything about that men's match. And I, and I really like what you said, too. And as I mentioned before, Money in the Bank is literally one of, if not my favorite premium live event, because it uses this gimmick to build who your next superstars are. All the time, it doesn't get to a championship match for them. Sometimes they lose it. But just to see who WWE wants to put that rocket on to see how far they can go. And for EO and, and Damian Priest to win, I'm not a mad at those selections. Um, so once again, it did what it needed to do on the men's side. And I'm going to give WWE credit for that. Very cool, very cool. Before we get into anything else, let's go to the giant crab. And did you, did you check out the show last week during the afternoon? Oh, no, oh, he's we can't hear it. you. We can't hear you. Oh, oops. Um, <laughs> now we got gotcha. you. Yeah, the short answer is no. And the, and that's really because it's 4th of July weekend. Uh, fireworks abound. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be home on a Saturday at 3 in the afternoon, 4th <laughs> of July weekend. Um, but looking at the results and on paper – um, you know, seeing how you know long you know, each match was, who came out on top, and all this other stuff. Of course, you, if you, unless you were living under a rock in Turkmenistan, you know how it ended, and that's fine. But and we'll definitely talk about that later. But as far as the show goes, I wish it weren't Fourth of July weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be different if I were going to the show. It would be different if the show were you know later in the evening. But the Saturday before the fourth, that's not going to happen. What I do know of the show, though, uh, you know, the women's match was the most interesting to me. And, and it's like actually pretty good that you that you kind of echoed that sentiment after watching it. Um, and then, of course, you know, the big main event is the main event. Now, the, the question is about Money in the Bank itself. It's elevated to the premium live event status, one of the big five pay-per-views now. Um, and I think in general... 
I like the evolution of the pay-per-view itself. Mm-hmm. Granted, I didn't watch it, but I do like the evolution of the pay-per-view where we're seeing things where it's not just a championship, a world championship match before WrestleMania. It can be any, it can be anything. You know, if you want to challenge for the tag team titles, grab a partner, cash it in. It's a lot of uh, different things that they're able to go with. And I do like the fact that they're able to take this event and not just have it become stagnant. And that's kind of what Survivor Series is. Uh, Survivor Series doesn't really have that same pizzazz that it used to. Um, SummerSlam, you know, doesn't really feel as big as WrestleMania, even though it's supposed to be the second, you know, book into the summer. You know, WrestleMania starts the summer, SummerSlam ends it. But Money in the Bank has really evolved into a nice, you know, if we were to rank the top, the big five, I would mm-hmm. say Money in the Bank is probably third. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's fair as well. Yeah. So as far as the pay-per-view itself goes, um, yeah, I do know how it ended, and that is what it is. But uh, watching the pay-per-view itself, looking at the results, I'm not mad at it. You know, I mean, uh, it would be it would be surprising if they went in different directions. If if Dominic beat Cody, my God. Um, <laughs> if hoping. Riddle somehow beat you know uh, Gunther, then my God. But no, this was they did what they needed to do with it. Um, I am not a fan of crowds. So another <laughs> reason to not watch the show is the hoodlums in London um, singing their she- sea shanties and that bullshit. I, I, I hate that so much. Definitely so, had a fill of that. That's for yeah, sure. Sure did. That that will be in. I, I'd rather watch in Chinese than, than listen to that shit in English. But, um, uh, you know, they, they, but, good for, but good for England, though. And, and of course, mm-hmm. we'll talk about later, you know, England – Definitely a destination for for pro wrestling, and you know that's going to be interesting to see the juxtapose Money in the Bank versus All In. Not the Clash in the Castle isn't relevant, but it's just that this is new, this is recent, this is a you know this is more than just a one off. It's Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. um, and now and I guess the question I throw back to you guys is now that we've seen Money in the Bank take place live in uh, overseas not just in another country but overseas um does that did it still feel the same you know because there's a difference between you know starting the main event at, ele- at 11 o'clock for wrestlemania or or seeing the sunset on SummerSlam, you know wherever they are in the country but it's knowing that the event's going to be over before the sun sets you know on the east coast at least does it still feel the same uh and how could they make and would they do another premium live event over there if Money in the Bank was, you know, quote unquote successful? Could you see the Royal Rumble over there? Could you see WrestleMania over there? Absolutely. I'll, I'll go first. If mommy will, that three o'clock time frame to me on a Saturday, especially depending on what time you do it during the year. And once again, it was perfect. I know it was the 4th of July weekend. Right. However, when you think about the summertime, of what's going on and you think about some of these events from let's say from april to august saturday three o'clock is a perfect prime time that helps prepare for saturday college football in the fall or well can't compete against the nfl but during this time if you set that tone people will stay home to say oh this is three o'clock this is four o'clock on a saturday i'll look at it just like that college football time frame that if i have to go overseas that raises that time in america on the east coast of that two or three o'clock I think people won't have any problems watching it, um, especially for some of them that want to say, oh, let's just 
put the grill on, let's get a couple of brews and and just watch, you know, a premium live event of wrestling. If you want to look at it as a sports tack like that, I think this could set the tone for if you do some more premium live events that's in that time frame where you have that 12 to 3 o'clock on the Eastern time frame and 9 o'clock on the Pacific, I don't see a problem with that. I think it could work. Now that we're a number of shows into this, you know, idea of shows during the day, it started mm-hmm. with the Saudi shows. Yep. Then we had Clash at the Castle. Now we got this. It's like becoming more of a regular thing. Yep. I've gotten into it. I, I really enjoy these daytime shows. I think part of it, you know, just being older, it's just when they have these shows like ending around like 11 o'clock, 1130, it's just like, you know, when it was on a Sunday, that was one thing. Yeah. You know, now they moved them to Saturday. That's a little bit better. But Hell, if you can do it during the day and you're telling me I still got my night ahead of me, yep. I can yep. just have like this break in the afternoon with this going on. That works pretty good. Now, that said, I was almost in the same boat as Crab was originally sitting here last week. If we were talking about this, I would have told you I wasn't going to be able to watch live because mm. I was supposed to be doing stuff Saturday afternoon. Change of schedule due to the weather. I ended up being available and it all worked out. But originally I was going to be watching it to that night or the next day. I think a lot of people, I'm sure, had stuff going on, you know, with the holiday weekend and all that. I guess the flip side of that is, of course, with Peacock and everything, you Mm -hmm. can watch it whenever anyway. So I guess, you know, the idea is, okay, we're doing it in prime time in the market it's in because clearly you know it was in the evening in the UK. Mm -hmm. It was three o'clock. They used to see it at one in the morning. Exactly. So it was a bonus for them. We got it three o'clock on the East Coast. So I guess that means noon on the West Coast. Yeah, noon out West, 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, 10 or 9 a.m. in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So honest i don't mind it i i i kind of i've grown to really like the daytime schedule the mm-hmm. only thing is though with them syncing up so many of these with holiday weekends like they'll be doing soon with uh the september show is going to be over labor day it it does sometimes turn into well i won't be able to watch it live because we got stuff going on yeah but it, it is what it is i don't know it it seems to be working darn well for them because lord knows the product's hot as anything right now so i don't know I, I've grown to like it. It doesn't feel like a lesser show to me. Now they've done Money in the Bank. They haven't done Clash at the Castle. I think anything's on the table. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Royal Rumble, why not? Survivor Series, why not? Grandest Daddy of them all, WrestleMania? Possibly, why not? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later with uh, John Cena dropping that uh, bombshell about that. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm liking the daytime shows. The daytime shows don't bother me. Um, I'm trying to think of, let's talk about the two winners. Cause we got okay. EO for the ladies. We got Damian priest for the men. A lot of people were back in LA night on the guy's side. And of course, last week we were talking about Logan ball and then they ended up not going with either one thoughts on that. Cells. Do, 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 how, how do you feel about that? You said earlier, you said you're happy with like both those winners, but Damian priest is definitely not of the two top guys we were thinking it would be last week yep but if you remember last week i did say i had a sneaky inclination that it might be a judgment day event for money in the bank and part of it had to do with damian priest winning now i didn't call out that prediction but i wanted to see hey damian priest won um dominic won and then also finn balor was going to be pretty interesting but they did get damian priest to win now when you think about the timeline of damian priest he had a great nxc running when he first signed with wwe kind of fell back a little bit and then when you saw this this stable come up with the judgment day you saw a new light and then when edge led this uh group i think damian priest was the first person that he brought on 
right? And then when Edge got kicked out or that kind of happened, you thought who was going to take the lead? Was it going to be Damian Priest taking the lead or was it going to be Finn Balor taking the lead? But Damian Priest has been very consistent first with his in-ring work. Having him work, you know, different matches like Bad Bunny and things of that nature, he's really put a lot of great matches on where you're trying to think, hmm, can this guy carry a world title feud or could he contend for that? Then he had a good match against Cody. Um, you saw things that this guy has done little by little where he's done the right things to deserve this run. And I think it is that time where if you put the belt on him, it may be very short, but it's somebody that can say, okay, former world champion Damian Priest, and I would not be mad at it. Now, with EO, you saw the writing on the wall for a long time. You see this money-making matchup with her versus Asuka. At some point, I think she's going to shift to SmackDown, separate herself um, from her group, but I think it's going to work out for her where she could be a great babyface if you see this thing turn properly, but it has to be done right. Um, I thought always thought EO was great in the ring. I think she has a great charisma. Even I think I saw on Twitch or, or Twitter or maybe TikTok where she was doing some interaction with fans and the love that she was giving the fans for that was very awesome. Um, I think she could be a great top money maker on the women's side and she can definitely build up some great feuds and I would like to see her with the long time run. One thing we've seen about EO in the past couple months from the show in Puerto Rico where she opened the show against Bianca Belair. Yes. And now this show, the crowds have suddenly gravitated to her. Yes. And it's happened organically, which is yes. always nice to see. So we've had these couple nights now where it's like, she's getting momentum and she's getting it like, you know, without like a, a, a storyline push, you know, heavy handed type thing. There's exactly. clearly stuff they're doing with her and Bailey, but it hasn't been heavy handed. It feels natural. So I'm really excited for her being a longtime fan of her. I think Damian Priest, you totally nailed it. Cause the thing with Damian Priest is just, he's clearly someone they very much trust. Yes. Hell they don't put him in that position with bad, bad bunny. If they don't trust the guy. Yep. So clearly he's someone they're into. He's a big, tall guy. I mean, mm -hmm. he's their prototype in a lot of ways as yep. far as like, you know, what a type of guy they might be into. Um, Crab, any thoughts on uh, the money in the bank winners or, it's um, switching up because we were we kept discussing about Logan Paul got to be carrying around that briefcase and they just <laughs> they didn't go there they didn't do that at all. Yeah, I, I, well, that was the thing I said last week is that you know what happens if uh, Trish wins? What happens if they finally you know run with Selena Vega for a little bit? I think yep. Io Sky is is a good bet. That's what you know. That's why the uh, women's match was so much interesting to me because anyone could have won, and I could have made a case for anyone winning. There was no if they win, why. Right. Uh, where, whereas in the men's thing, you know, you can definitely cross off a couple names, you know, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, Nakamura. I would have questions about that. Like, it's not, not that it couldn't happen, but I would need to know a little bit more where that roadmap, you know, leads. Right. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, uh, Pete Dunne, uh, you know, LA Knight and uh, Logan Paul is still kind of like, okay, I can see all of those things happening. Damian Priest making sense. And, and I gotta give you gotta give the devil's due. Damian Priest, he could have been the Puerto Rican uh, uh, Baron Corbin. Yes, <laughs> yes, great call, great call. <laughs> Similar because they had a lot of trust with right. Baron Corbin as well. Not to take away your point, but he just fell off and kind of you know didn't right. meet that. Mark. And, and, ahead, and Corbin took a lot of. I mean, he took a lot of time to get yes. to where he is. And Damian Priest, same trajectory, took a lot of time to get where he is. And because that, and that made me think of it. 
when you said, well, that he has a WWE prototype, and he does. So does Corbin. Yep. 6'5 plus, yep. 250 plus, yep. athletic football background. Cool. And you think of all the guys that they have in that position and what they want to do with them, Dijak comes to mind. Uh, right. What's the other guy? Dio Madden comes to mind. You know, the uh, and then of course you're talking about Corbin, talking about uh, Damian Priest. So you know, good on Damian Priest. He's finally able to break through whatever that glass ceiling was, and uh, this is probably the result and the reward rather of you know working, making Judgment Day work. Yep. You know, so so good on him for that. Uh, Eos guy, yeah, that you know, any answer could have been and it was would have been the right answer. But I, I do like Eos guy uh, winning and, um, and and taking that down the road because there's so many things that you have going on uh, with SummerSlam coming up. So many big opportunities. You know, they're going. There has to be another Saudi show this year, right? So October, I'm thinking. Right, right. So there has to be another Saudi show this year. Um, you know, SummerSlam's coming up. Survivor Series is coming up. There are plenty of key moments before the year is over to cash in um, at a pivotal pivotal spot. And then, of course, you have, um, you know, the road to WrestleMania starting after the Royal Rumble next year. So, uh, you know, uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Awesome, awesome. All right. Let's jump to it. Let's jump to the end of the show. And, of course, everyone's just talking about the result. Everyone's talking about what happened at the end of the show because, hell, we, we talked about a lot of different scenarios of how they could handle the main event. Yep. And this was definitely one of the ones that was more like, uh, I don't know. I don't think they'd go that darn far. No, I definitely didn't think it was going to happen going into it, but they pulled the trigger. It happened. It's been since December, 2019 since Roman Reigns has lost by pinfall or submission. So put Baron that in perspective. Corbin. It was just, yes, it was to Baron Corbin. It was on SmackDown. It was before COVID. To put it in perspective. (laughs) So it's Roman Reigns first loss in over three years, almost four. Sell us right. I'll go right to you first. Was this the time to do it? Was this the right move? What are your feelings on Roman Reigns taking the pin at money in the bank? So when I first started watching this match, I was very conflicted. Um, because you heard rumors about, okay, they got two type of endings. What's going to happen? Um, is it going to be a screwy finish? Is it going to be a clean finish? What are they going to do to build it? Even Paul Heyman, if you watch the pre-show, his, his promo with tears in his eyes and eyes red to try to sell that I've never seen Roman like this before. He's going to disintegrate the Usos. And you can feel that tension of him being mad of what's been taking place for a couple of weeks. Could this fuel another level where it shows him even greater? So I said, if anything happens, I don't care what the ending is. I want to match make sense. I want it to make sense. Um, and when you see the match of how it was flowed and you even heard the crowd, it was like, oh, Lord, do you see the double pin? We've seen this before. Is it going to be the same thing? And both kick out. So I said, now we got something. And now I wanted to see what the finish was. And when you look at the story of how the match finished, it really was the same way of how the storyline started. And that makes sense when you bring a full circle moment about, you know, the low blow when you did mm-hmm. the, the account and how now Jay did that to Roman. Now I felt like this was the perfect opportunity to have Roman lose. And I would say, okay, if you lose, go ahead and let him get pinned. And it didn't hurt him at all, but it just showed the story of how you built them up where you have a rise. 
you must have a fall because at some point all things come to an end. Now he lost in a tag team match. He still hasn't lost in a singles match and he still hasn't lost his title. So that is the next thing to come up when you look at SummerSlam. And of course we got SmackDown coming tomorrow. How do you build on this? Is it something where since Jay Uso got the pin, is Jay going after the title and become a main event Jay with uh, with Jimmy on the side? Is Jimmy going to get jealous if Jay wins the title or What's going to happen if he loses? Is this going to be the end of it? And then somebody may cash in, maybe Damian Priest, to take it. It's so many different avenues you could take. But now you have it where you make Roman very vulnerable. But you made him vulnerable in a tag team and not in a singles match, of course. But I think it gives a new storyline avenue of now you created different pathways of where you can go. WWE just has to continue to do the right thing. Giant well, since they're foreshadowing. I mean, this, this is how you... This is how you, uh, you know, in it. It's not, um, it's, the, it's the first shot. Roman took a bullet. Yep. It won't kill him, but he took a bullet. Then this is the first time that he's been absolutely uh, vulnerable, as you said. And I think, you know, number one, you can't understate the importance of money in the bank. Uh, you know, that, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Because that will always be the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. And with Damian Priest and uh, Judgment Day being a heel faction, uh, those vultures can come up at any moment and pick off the pieces yep. and, and get it done. The reason why it was a tag match and and you know them being pinned, you know, also creates another level of desperation for Roman. Yes, he was pinned, but it's a tag match. Asterisk, asterisk, caveat, caveat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what does that mean for Solo? Solo let it happen. He couldn't break it right. up. He was incapacitated. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't there. He let Roman get pinned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. So, so does Roman have to do it by himself? Will he just go it alone and put and put Solo on the back burner and said, "Nah, we started with me and Heyman. And they end with me and Heyman, and this is how it's going to go." You know, where, you know, where do where do they actually close the book? Because we've seen the end of you know. The, maybe the fourth or fifth chapter, if you're really keeping score of it. <laughs> but, you know, we've seen the end of this chapter after chapter close with Roman taking the pen. And honestly, that's your Caesar finale of the bloodline story that's been going on for the past three years. And when we pick it up again and we move on towards SummerSlam, you know, this is how you pick apart the, the, you know, the, the, the legacy that is Roman Reigns. Yep. Can they? Will they? Should they? Because realistically, Roman could just retire and say, you know what? I'm not going to be where I'm not wanted. Y'all can have it. Yep. He, and because, again, heel <laughs> champion. Yep. Yep. You know, I mean, and that's, that's the other thing, too. Maybe Roman just gaslights, uh, um, you know, Jimmy Uso and say, hey, Jay wants the belt, but you deserve it. I'd rather yep. face you. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're the new tribal chief. <laughs> yeah. Because if I if I have to go down, I want to know that the tribe is in good hands. So what does that mean if Roman actually says, "I want you to take it over," and and the, the, does that create jealousy uh, amongst the brothers? I mean, there's a lot of things going. And then of course, the elephant of the room is the Rock. Still there. That's Still what we were there. talking about a couple weeks Still ago. There. That- Still there. When we were all out here a couple weeks ago, all the talk was, oh, they can't end this yet. They can't have Roman drop the belts yet because Dwayne is still out there. And more than anything now, Dwayne might be willing to play ball these days. Right. And and, and the, now the question is, is it a, the, the Rock versus Roman double retirement match? 
Oh. Because because realistically, The Rock just left. He didn't have like retirement, left his boots in the ring type of a situation. Still not in the Hall of Fame either. So that says yep. he may be still active. Right. Right. So, you know, maybe they maybe they have the thing. And the only reason why I say Roman's name and retirement, because we know that he's transitioned. Yeah. Um, you know, this isn't even about his health, it's just about the fact that he's he's done it all literally. There's not much to else to do. He's definitely what he's 35 or so. No, actually he's 38. 38. Right, right. Okay, so yeah, so he's closer to 40 than I thought he was. Yep. He can be one foot out the door right now. And, and that's that's really what it, that's what it is. He's one foot out the door right now. So if this is the case, you know, maybe they do have it. Hell, yeah, maybe. I mean, look, the point is, is that there's so many different things that they can do. Maybe they do double retirement. Maybe they, maybe they, you know, maybe they don't. You know, maybe they have Rikishi as the special referee. I was going to say his name too. Roman, yep. And he did it for The Rock. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that would be absolutely bonkers if Rikishi, you know, runs over Roman Reigns in, in the limo. <laughs> Brings back a car. And then The Rock gets out of that limo. <laughs> you know, and, and, and like the ultimate callback. Um, and a generation of people have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Because right. <laughs> uh, but the idea is there's so many different ways that they can go with it. And that's part of uh, the thing about WWE. WWE likes to put you in a position where you feel that anything's possible. And then they do exactly what the lowest common denominator is. I, I you know, I want to be surprised that I want to be hopeful that something unimaginable is going to happen. But I can't remember the last time that actually happened to WWE where you where the impossible actually happened. Yep. So well, in some ways, I'd say on this show, at least as far as surprising the crowd, when they had Roman and uh, Solo stack up the Usos, go for the double pin, calling back to WrestleMania, that building very much seemed like it felt like, damn it, that's it, it's over, it's over, and then they kicked out. And that, that roof came off the damn place. That was one of the wildest damn pops I've heard in a long damn time. So mm-hmm. they're definitely switching up the formula here and there being like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know how we like to do things color by numbers right here. You know, this right. is how we do it. Connect the dots. And then at the last second, oh, know what? We ain't doing that. So I don't know. We'll see. Let's do this. Let's go to our mid-show break real quick and then quickly touch on what could happen at SummerSlam for this? And then we'll move on to uh, other stuff in the second half of the show. Thanks for being with us here on a Thursday night, folks. Your Big Gold Belt podcast will be back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media. With the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, 
Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. Welcome back, folks. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is here every week talking the latest in wrestling. Glad to have you with us here tonight as we've been breaking down uh, Money in the Bank, Roman Reigns eating his first loss in over three years, and we're going to get into some other stuff in the second half of the show. So thanks for tuning in. Here's what I want to We come out of that, and we, we, we talked about the loss, and we just talked about the whole idea of like, okay, Anything could happen. They could go a ton of different directions from here. The Rock could be involved in all this. A lot of people, of course, immediately started talking. Okay, Jey Uso pinned him. It's got to be Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That's probably where they're going. We'll see if they head that direction tomorrow night on SmackDown. Here's the question. I'll hit you with a Celis. Mm-hmm. If they're doing that, and as we as we mentioned earlier, this is the first time Roman Reigns like being looked look vulnerable. He's taking a bullet. Do you go all the way at SummerSlam and just rip the Band-Aid off and boom, have Jey Uso take him down, win all the gold? That no. Quick? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you um, wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I, I would tease it, but I think it's still a little bit of grind you can get out of this story instead of just immediately happening right now. Because it's always good. Granted, it depends. You have to justify how long you want to do the chase. But it's always good having that face chase. Now, mm-hmm. when you think about it, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso have only been a face again off that turn for about a month. Not even a full month because it was like a couple of weeks ago where he says, well, I'm out and you're, and, and you're out too. Or you're out and I'm out too. This only happened a couple of weeks ago. You have to build that up. And I think this is an opportunity where you can build up. Jay Uso to be, or even Jimmy, but I think more so Jay, to be that main event star. Because let's not think, let's not forget this. Just like we had Bailey and we give credit to what they did in Pandemic and, and, and Drew McIntyre, Jay Uso did a lot of work during Pandemic season where there was no crowds in wrestling. And he was there every single week trying to do what he needed to do. So if you want to give him this rub, I say keep it up, and I think maybe you end it at Survivor Series. Now, Survivor Series is still one of your top four pay-per-views. I wouldn't put it up there, but I think this is a great opportunity where if you use Survivor Series, maybe as that turning point, you could take it all right off them for WrestleMania season at the Royal Rumble, that maybe whatever you do, you can have that lead to that. Maybe you bring the rock back during that time, but I think at this time, let Jay Uso continue to marinate this through the summer, and maybe maybe by November you can conclude this whole thing. Okay, okay. Crab, do you end it all in a month? Do we have the whole damn kingdom come tumbling down just like that? Absolutely not, because I think what you what you have is um, because again they have to they have to have a Saudi show, and I think if it's possible, let's just assume that anything's possible. I think the Saudi show in in, in sometime between SummerSlam and uh, Survivor Series. Let's just call it October. Yep. Rock versus Roman in, Ooh, in Saudi there. Arabia. Saudi wow. Arabia. Rock mm. versus Roman in Saudi Arabia, and then at Survivor Series, um, you, you, you know, and, and whatever, whatever that match is, it is maybe Solo helps him beat the Rock, and you know, you know, whatever the the whole thing is, right? The whole deal. Um, and I, but I think you do that, and I then I then I think you go into, um. Uh, Survivor Series, and the question is, when does when does Damian Priest cash in? 
Mm. A lot of time. A lot of time. Over the next year. Because we're past WrestleMania. Because, well, you can't do it past WrestleMania because it Why expires. Not? No, no, it doesn't expire until July. Oh, it's a it's a year after it's it expires a, it's, at WrestleMania. No, it's a year after the match. So it's money oh, in the bank from year okay. to year. Okay. Um, so so either way, so they have they have, he has time to to do a thing. Uh you still have Cody waiting in the wings. Yep. Um, you still have you know other guys, you know, waiting in the rings. Brock is always a you know, threat to win every title ever. <laughs> um, now the question is, who's going to win the Royal Rumble? So you have the Royal Rumble, you have the Money in the Bank winner. Those are the elephants in the room. You know, that's that's also a th- now the question is, if you have the Royal Rumble winner, and you have the Money in the Bank, you know, guy waiting in the wings. Let's say that Cody wins the Royal Rumble. Do we set do we set that up, Cody versus uh, Roman at WrestleMania? Run it back a second year in a row. Run it back, you know, second year in a row. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't want it. But that's exactly. Because to go from where we are now to doing that, eh. Because if you do this, not to cut you off, crap, you should have had Cody won at WrestleMania if you're going to do that. Well, in hindsight, everybody says that. Everybody in their mother says that Cody should have won at WrestleMania. But, but, but now that's not where we are. But now how do we rectify that? Because you can only have one WrestleMania moment. Will it go to one of the Usos? Or will it go to Cody? Will it go to Brock? Will it go to Damian Priest? I mean, you know, so there's these there's easy money with Brock. People argue, argue will argue that you owe Cody. Damian's definitely done the work. So then where so then who, you know, there's not enough room at the top. Yep. Yeah. And then of course, more importantly than that, what happens to Roman after the fact? Right. That's because that's the, the part I was gonna say. When people keep talking about Cody should have won at WrestleMania. I think if they had done that, the biggest problem right now would have been all this whole bloodline civil war would have been overshadowing Cody as champion. So I think they made the right move, keeping the belt where it is. Cause part of the story of course is Roman being mad with power, but you'd have the flip side of Cody be trying to do title matches and all this while the Roman Reigns Uso story is like getting tons of spotlight. Well, even before that, I said that uh, Sami Zayn should have beaten Roman at um, what was that? In the show in Montreal, what was it? Payback? Yeah, Febu- yep. February. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would have had him do it then, but that was before right. they got a new belt and the consolation belt, and they would have split one of them and all this <laughs> right. too. Yeah. Um, but you know, because uh, Sammy with Saudi, so how about that? You know, that that wasn't something we expected. But the but the long and short of it is, it's that like you can't move one piece without dragging several other pieces with them, right? And you can't move. You know, it, it, so something has to give. And I think that's part of the best part of the storytelling is not knowing where all the chips are going to fall um, as they fall. But I also think that uh, I think you do wrap this up before the year. So that way you have uh, you have a, a similarly fresh start going into the Royal Rumble and into WrestleMania, because the real thing is. If you do that. Let's say that we do get the Rock versus Roman non-title match, which is easy money in, for, in Saudi Arabia. And then for Survivor Series, you know, we get, you know, the Bloodline versus Team Rock because, you know, you want to run that back, which totally makes sense a month later. We skip December and now we're at the Royal Rumble. That's when you do uh, Jay versus Roman. And then after that, the confetti, the fireworks, Damian Priest cashes in. That's tough. Right. That that's doesn't tough. help anybody. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that's what the party of money in the bank is. But if Roman and Jay go forty minutes at, at Royal Rumble uh, in January, 
and Damien cashes in. Nah. That's not that's not what I could you imagine that happening to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30? Oh no. And I was right. there. Right. <laughs> so that would be that would be the the more bitter than sweet if that were to happen. So uh, I think that's what that's what I would like to see happen. Uh Roman versus the Rock and Saudi, uh Bloodline versus uh you know the Bloodline Civil War finally uh culminates Team Rock versus Team Roman at, at Survivor Series, uh Jay versus Roman at the Royal Rumble. And then we go on the road to WrestleMania. You can figure it out from there, because because if you if you drag this on for another nine months, does it have enough steam? It could. If you if but I think January will be a good time to kind of move on from it, so that when it when the inevitable change happens, you don't bury Roman in the process. Now let me ask this, Will. I'm, I know what you're going to say, Jamal, but let me ask this, Will. Next WrestleMania is in Philadelphia, right? Right. Yeah. So you have to be smart with the fans that will be at Philadelphia with you book. And I know Jamal's not going to like that, but reaction (laughs) means a lot for what WWE tries to do. Well, even though it's Philly, which we know tends to have a hardcore crowd, we got to remember that WrestleMania is going to draw from all over, wherever it's going to be. So I think that counters the Philadelphia crowd, but you have your own, you know, technical you know details with the international crowd and how demanding they'll be with those high ticket prices and everything so i do think there is something to be said with it you guys are saying that they should get this story with the bloodline and roman reigns and everything wrapped up this calendar year so that we go into royal rumble season with something different that we're not like in the same darn scenario but i mean hell there's been times going before this now where i thought you know ah, they gotta wrap up this roman reigns storyline what do they got left to do and like they keep finding more stuff to do they kept finding more layers to play so i don't know i i do say my my thought the moment i saw roman get pinned at money in the bank my immediately thought was well there's no damn way he's losing another match at SummerSlam. not that quick i assumed you know solo was there to take the loss so my immediate thought was Jay's getting his big moment here. Mm-hmm. He ain't getting that at SummerSlam. Not that damn quick. Assuming that's the title match they're running with. But And, and I'll know, say this we... too. I'll just say this just to add to that. You still have a lot of up-and-coming people that you're trying to push. And I'm not even talking about LA Knight. I'm talking about Gunther. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Imperium. You have a lot of people that's on that second tier that's ready for their shot too. And like you said, Krabby, it's not a lot of spot at the top. And Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, and WrestleMania, those three spots where you can't have three different people. You got to build people again because this is a whole generation where Roman's had this for three, almost four years. You need to start a brand new version of WWE outside of this era. Let me ask you this. So Roman has the Intergalactic Championship, right? (laughs) And Rollins has the World Heavyweight Championship, right? Yep. So... If that's if that's the case, is it possible? And I know that they just made this new belt to make a new belt, but is it possible that we could see a merging of those two top belts into one belt going forward? Because you don't need a secondary major belt if Roman loses. I would not be shocked at all if somehow we got to like next WrestleMania and all of a sudden Roman's like, "Damn it, I don't like that. There's another belt out here. I gotta have a. I want to have them all." Something like that. It it wouldn't shock me at at the least bit, but who knows what the plans are for this other title. I mean, hell, it's only a couple months old, but it wouldn't shock me to see like it somehow all get amalgamated into one darn, you know, thing again. 
Because with Roman out of the picture, and that's you know that's why they kind of need this belt now, mm-hmm. is because they give somebody, to give everybody else, right? And that's what it is. And you can look the at the belt money for in the everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it, you can give the money in the bank card and kind of see that it reflects what WWE is. Uh oh, locked up. Uh oh, is it me or is it the crabby it's, freeze? It's crab, it's crab. Let's see if he comes back. A guy six eight Jake here says he doesn't know why Roman was chosen to be the head of the table. Dude has no personality. Ooh. What, what do what you think about Jake that? Will? In hot. He's the head of the table. He's a tribal chief. Now I you, think take it before you and after. Acknowledge your tribal chief. Yes. Now, Will, let me ask you this: It's probably this has made him have personality. If you, if you want to say that, maybe I don't right, know. What do right. you think, Will? I've always was down with Roman Reigns. I mm-hmm. always was down to Roman Reigns when he was, you know, the big dog or whatever. I the the guys always worked for me. I know plenty of people didn't like him, you know, when he was wearing the the, the chest protector and all that. You know, it was a different deal with all that. So let's see. I, I will say Crab has dropped off the scene. Maybe his oh. his signal cut out. But Is he, I it, know he always worked for me. What, what about you? Him? Back in the back in the old version, pre tribal chief. How'd that work for you? I mean, for me, I I liked him as a talent. I didn't like that they were trying to force him down our throats like they did Cena. So that was my only thing. I thought he was good, but I always wanted him to be healed. To me, just shoving him down as a baby face, it was not working. Yeah, yeah. We got crab back. He made it back in here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somalian internet. Somalian internet. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I got to, you know. Got to pay. I didn't have enough um, Somalian shillings. You know, it's it's, uh, about (laughs) megabytes. All right, let's take that as a sign to move on from the Roman Reigns talk. So we did all this Roman Reigns money in the bank talk. Let's 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 switch it up here because there was one other big story coming out of that show. That's just more big picture stuff happening. Yeah, John Cena dropping the. I assumed it was straight up like they can't, if they're talking about it, it's got to be happening. But apparently, the talk is it's not a done deal. But John Cena throwing out the idea that the fans in London deserve WrestleMania and Mm -hmm. he wants to see it happen. And they had a big moment on Money in the Bank where he talked about it in front of the crowd. And they pushed this hard. They pushed this really darn hard. So let's go to Crab first since he just got back on here. What do you think the viability is of this actually happening? WrestleMania London. Uh, well, realistically, we've said this for a long time that it should happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's no reason why it shouldn't happen. Um, and and that was kind of like my thinking in the question earlier, where it was, how do these three o'clock major events feel to you? Does it feel the same? Does it hold the same weight, knowing that this thing is going to start at 3 p.m. in the East and noon out there on the West Coast? So somebody's having brunch. And, and Money in the Bank or, uh, and WrestleMania. And that's also a thing, too. WrestleMania being so hideously long that it may actually start on the West Coast at, at 7 a.m. Because money uh, WrestleMania starts at um, at 7 Eastern and it runs to midnight, but then they have the two-hour pre-show before that. So if it starts at 7 p.m. British time, that is, um, what, 2 p.m. here, mm-hmm. which means that the pre-show starts at noon. Yep. Cool. I don't have a problem with that for the days um, because a show on Saturday and Sunday at noon is fine. And there's no right. competition from the NFL, if that's a thing for you, because it's it's March, April. Um, the only you know 
real issue, and, and it actually works for the rest of the world because of the fact that the UK would have their show be live at eight, mm-hmm. all of uh, yeah, at, at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. All of Europe, the rest of Europe, would have their show be at eight o'clock. Russia and Finland being at nine o'clock, and those same time zones would apply for most of Africa. And if you're watching in Australia, you get a seven-hour jump uh, of what what the head of the show would be anyway. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of the world, this thing instead of watching WrestleMania at you know eight in the morning, uh, you would have to watch it at you know maybe two a.m. So for a lot of people that actually regularly watch the stuff, it does make sense to have the show. They have the venues, they have the fan base, and we know that you know most of Europe is going to turn up in London for the show. I mean, they're already running for the AEW show, progress is holding an event. Uh, you know, OTT might come down from Scotland to hold an event. You know, Pro Wrestling Holland should be having an event. Uh, everybody in Germany, WXW, like there's so many, there's so much wrestling in Europe that don't get talked about in the US because they don't have the distribution over here, it would be WrestleMania Europe. And to be honest with you, I think they should take it a step further and do what they did for WrestleMania 2 and hold it in multiple locations. Oh. The time zone is already different by an hour. And they already do two nights now. I did yep. have someone. I did have someone tell me, you know, you know, they do it over in London. They should go back to one day because it could just be on during the whole day here in the states. And I'm like, ah, I think now this, there's, there's too well. Also, I think there's too much money to be made now that they've established the two night thing, where it's like they yeah. get to charge double for everything. I having agree. two, you know, right. two nights of it. But 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 like, but realistically though, let's say that night one is in London and Paris. Let's say okay. that night two is in. Manchester, uh, England, and Frankfurt, and Frankfurt, Germany, or or Berlin. I mean, like realistically, these things, and they are because WWE already does a a European tour anyway over there. So it's not like they don't have a presence. They don't do the thing. They 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 already sell out the arenas. So it's just a matter of logistically, you know, putting together a WrestleMania like show. And as big as those soccer stadiums are in Europe, they can absolutely do it. Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't see why they can't. And if the biggest gripe for me is that the show starts at noon instead of 7 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Because for the whole continent, they get to see it live and not at 2 in the morning. Yeah. And it's also the one show. Uh, how many cities in America have never had a WrestleMania? A lot. A lot. A, a whole lot. You know, there's some bits, there's been, um, you know, a, a ton of WrestleManias that have never been in a bunch of places. Yeah. So, and then there, of course, there have been a WrestleManias that have been in the same place more than three or four times. Yeah. So Multiple it's not visits. a matter of um, equity because nobody's, not everybody's going to win. It's more to the point of logistics. And I think they can absolutely get it done and they damn well should. Um, and, and, you know, Wembley, cool. Um, Old Trafford, uh, you know, um, Manchester, um, Camp No in Barcelona. That's that's ninety four thousand right there. Camp No mm-hmm. in Barcelona is just as big as Michigan Stadium in Ann Arbor. That's not including floor seating too. So ninety four in the stands, and then you got to put the seats on the floor. So that's easy. Well, one twenty. So the, it, it's about one hundred seventy five thousand people because we got to account for the multiplier that is Vince Math. Yeah. So, <laughs> so whatever it actually is, add sixty percent because Vince. Right. Yes. 
yeah. bigger is always better. Forty-two thousand people at the at the uh, Verizon Center. I don't know where they came from, but <laughs> that's how we got it. Yeah. Not physically possible, Vince. Yes, it is. But absolutely, it should happen. They have the space. They they have the uh, the footprint. Uh, get it done. Yep. All right, Celis. Any thoughts you want to add to that? No, no. I I, I like what Krabby said too. But it's very interesting too. Um, once again, the time frame. I'm good with it. Um, I would love to see an international WrestleMania where maybe it gets people in the states to travel outside of the U.S. for it. Um, but you know, it's 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 due time. I think it is about that time. Um, I, I agree with Krabby said, but nothing else to add to it. I just think it's about time. I go. Yeah. Same. I. I just assumed the moment he said it, I was like, well, the deal's got to be done. They wouldn't be publicly talking about it. But apparently, I guess they're trying to get some momentum and nudge uh, the folks in London to be like, look, uh, give us some tax breaks and uh, some financial incentive. Nowadays, I mean, these cities in the, the States are bidding for WrestleMania. So yep. I guess that's the deal is they try to be like, look, uh, gre- gre- grease the wheels here and we'll uh, we'll get this done and we can uh, make things happen. So I don't know. Well, yeah, Stay tuned. Because they know we- what the spectacle is. Because yeah. if you have WrestleMania come to your town, let's say the WrestleMania comes to Phoenix at, uh, you know, at the football stadium or the uh, baseball stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying the Phoenix isn't a nice city, but but realistically, if you're not going to a, a specific event, why the hell are you in Phoenix? I, I agree because I've been to the city. Love it, but it's nothing really there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so so for the time frame that we're talking and at the time of the year that we're talking, you know, WrestleMania is a huge boon for the local economy. So, yeah, you absolutely get it done. Now, granted, you know, the reason why they will have it in Vegas or Los Angeles or San Diego or wherever, um, you know, Florida, is because these are already set tourist destinations. They don't have to worry about, you know, every hotel being sold out because WrestleMania came to Wichita, Kansas. But there are also cities that aren't set up infrastructure-wise, like Austin, Texas, for example. What the hell will they do with an extra 200,000 people in for the weekend? That may be a problem for them logistically, mm-hmm. and that which may get them out of the running. So I absolutely think that these bigger cities in France, in Spain, in uh, in Germany, Italy, Switzerland, the Netherlands could absolutely have it happen. And it's not just London. People like to say London because we all speak English, sort of. They <laughs> kind of speak English, I guess. But the idea is, no, the wrestling scene um, is is a thing in Europe in Poland, in Austria, in Czech Republic, where they could absolutely get it done. So just tell me where to be and I'll be there. There you go. WrestleMania worldwide, it's going to happen one way or another. Worldwide. All right, we got about five minutes left. So what What else do you all want to get into? There's got to be some other the indie stuff. Spotlight. We talk- yeah. yeah, we do have an indie spotlight. I wasn't sure if we did. Okay, let's have this indie spotlight then. Right, so let's go to Montreal for the International Wrestling Syndicate. It's the IWS in Montreal, and it presents a Scarred for Life. That's July 15th at 8 p.m. Uh, that doors open at 6.30. You can get tickets at olympiamontreal.com. That's the, uh, Olympia is the name of the venue, and that is at 1004 St. Catherine Street East in Montreal. That's uh, right off of the uh, metro at uh, Berry Street Station um, on the green and orange lines, you know, like, just north of downtown Montreal and the University of Quebec. But it's going to be a big thing. Maki Ito is going to be there. That's one of the reasons why I kind of uh, you know, heard about it. And Lofisto is you know, their champion in the, um, you know, she's having a more heavyweight championship match. So IWS, they've been doing good work up there for a long time in Quebec. 
in the very eastern Ontario. But their show, Scar for Life, is next Saturday, the 15th of July at 8 p.m. in L'Olympia in Montreal. That's 1004 East St. Catherine Streets in, in just north of downtown Montreal. You can get tickets there at the, uh, the venue's website, uh, IWS Hardcore on the Twitter machine. And then, of course, you have uh, Ticketmaster.ca. So, you know, go out there, see some wrestling wherever you are this weekend uh, or this weekend or next weekend. I know Triple Mania is happening in, in Mexico. Uh, QT Marshall is going to bring down the whole house. <laughs> Him versus Pentagon Jr. in an ambulance match. Um, you know, AEW is on the Canadian uh, tour this summer, which is, you know, like quietly not being talked about enough. Is they're like you started to branch out and move into other parts of the country and the continent. But, uh, you know, but up there in Montreal, uh, if you haven't seen IWS wrestling, uh, it's, you know, I highly recommend it for the Indie Spotlight this week. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Anything else we want to touch on? We talked a lot of WWE this week with all the money in the bank and WrestleMania talk. Any, um, and any AEW drama? Oh, yes. Right. The new mode of the video game. When I, when I saw the video today, I was like, oh, my God, it's Fortnite mode. It looks like freaking Fortnite with all the visual effects and everything. But, yeah, Stadium Stampede is coming to fight forever. What do we know about that? Um, well, not much other than like a, a, a quick little teaser was announced and, and put out there. And it's uh, you know, a 30 guy man battle royal. Um, and it, it basically is the Fortnite mode. I don't, I'm not, it's going to take place in the confines of a stadium that's totally not TAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. But I wonder how it's, you know, if it's going to be a battle royale in the sense of Fortnite PUBG, where the circle gets smaller and you wind up in section 201 to, to finish the match. <laughs> Or will it be a battle royale in the wrestling sense where you have to pin your way to victory um, in whatever craziness that is? It's, it seems less Fortnite and more Rumbleverse, which was a fun little battle royale game, which is more like hand-to-hand um, than anything. You know, big slams and, and stuff like that. You know, Rumbleverse is basically like WWE All-Stars meets Fortnite, mm-hmm. um, which was a different, totally, a little bit of a different spin on that genre. But but the question really becomes is like game mechanics. Also, also more importantly, online play. Can they hold thirty men in the match? You know, can you set thirty men in the match, or can it be fifteen? Can it be twenty? Does it have to be thirty? Um, is it you know? I don't think it's going to be cross platform. I don't think that's a thing realistically to expect. But you know, will it come to all platforms too? Can the Switch run that? You know, yeah, geez, that's a whole other question. Yeah. Quick right. question on so, that: How many stadiums are they using? Are they only using Jacksonville, or is it multiple only, well, we've only seen the one like ninety second uh, preview of it, and it seemed to be the only uh, teal <laughs> and uh, you know gray stadium that's totally not in Jacksonville. <laughs> so, you know, so the, the real question is the more functionality than yeah. and and game mechanics than anything, because it would be interesting to see if it's a circle closing battle royale, and the gas is closing in on you. I don't know how that works in a wrestling sense or the storm or the whatever that pushes you into the circle. Right, or will right. it just be a, um, you know, you must uh, pin your way to win and you get eliminated in that sense. I didn't even think of like it's straight up having like a Fortnite mechanic with the whole idea of, yeah, the area gets smaller and smaller and you have your smaller clusters going on, but then it becomes like, okay. The people that are left slowly have to come like probably to the ring at the very right. end or something like that. So, I could see how that could work as a game mode, but like you were saying, I'm just flashing back to last week where when we were doing the stream with a uh, 
with two chains on here. And every time he went into online mode, he couldn't find any matches. And that right. was on release night. So it's like, if they could, we couldn't even find a match last week in online mode. How the hell are you going to do a battle Royal mode? So I don't know. It, it's, I mean, it's ambitious. I like the idea of it on paper, but I don't know. I, I, I got to see some proof of concept before I get more excited about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. And I think it, it, it really, really is all about, you know, how it flows online. And, and that's also a thing because it's a stadium and not a, um, a, a forest or a thing like that. What will the landscape look like? Will there be places to hide in the stadium? Um, I know that we saw some areas backstage and stuff like that. Is it all one map, you know, or is it like within the stadium concept? Like, you know, you have three maps to choose from. One map is the parking lot. One map is the, you know, concourse area. One map is the stadium uh, arena bowl itself. Um I don't know. I, it's there's a lot more questions than answers at this point. But then again, they only released the footage uh, like twelve hours ago, so and no word on yet on when it's going to come. Yeah, stay tuned, folks. It's coming. It's going to happen. And heck, maybe that happens. We could stream that again, like we streamed the game last week. See if we. Yeah, that. One thing they did say: it will be free, and it will be a free download coming soon. So we'll see how well that works out. Added value, so you can't complain about that. All right, folks, we've made it to our hour every Thursday night, 8 p.m. It's your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast right here, breaking down the week in wrestling with me and the guys and whoever else happens to show up, see if Two Chains returns next week. I know in a couple weeks I won't be here, so we have our rotating cast of characters talking wrestling with you each Thursday night, 8 p.m. between Twitch and YouTube and Twitter. Uh, we got to find out if we can start getting some streaming on the uh, new one, the uh, threads. Thread. Thread. I don't think it has streaming on there yet, but there is Big Gold Belt on there already grabbed. So Big Gold Belt has its presence on threads to go along with Twitter and YouTube and all that. So the social media is always covered at Big Gold Belt. And of course, BigGoldBelt.com, the website for all your needs between entertainment comic books movies wrestling all that your one-stop shop biggoldbelt.com friday morning the podcast version of this show drops on all your favorite podcast platforms and streaming thursdays live at eight so thanks for joining in with us tonight folks glad to have you here we'll be back next week to talk more about what's going on in wrestling until then take care and we'll see you next week what I really need.